everyone. Welcome to the 41st episode of Mixtape Book Club. My name is Ellen. And my name is Mel. In each episode, we take an in-depth look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge variety of Destiel fan fiction. And we have to um, just mention that today, which is the, sorry, just look it up because I don't know what day it is on any given day. Um, it is the 10th of August. It is two years since we got to 100,000 Destiel fix on AO3. Can you believe that? Two years? That yeah. seems like yesterday. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Um, and in the meantime, we've added like, I don't know, it's like 13,000 more. So we're not going anywhere and we're, we're going to be here for a long time reading them. <laughs> so it's all good. We've got plenty of material. But in this particular episode, we're going to look at fix where Dean and Cass are friends with benefits. And to discuss her fic Vibrato, we would like to welcome author Tia Matvey, also known as Tia. Hello. Hello. Yay. Welcome. Thank you. It's a very exciting episode for me because I have wanted to get Tia on the podcast for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, we love your figs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> All right, so the other fix we're going to talk um, about today as well are uh, Words with Friends by an anonymous author, uh, Tricks of the Trade by Trenchcoat Impala, and The Trouble with Blue Eyes by Friend of Carlotta. Links to all of the fix we'll be talking about today will be in the episode post on mixtapebookclub.com and including in our bulging collection on AO3, which after a couple years doing this podcast is now reaching a ridiculous size but is full of some really, really wonderful things. So all of these will be included in there. Yes, we have to say at this point that um, at the moment, um, for a few weeks now, and well, it's been a couple of months now, but the Writers Guild strike um, is still ongoing. And uh, also the actors and screenwriters have joined in. So we, yeah, we just wanted to say, because we're talking about fan creations um and obviously none of us are, are members of the the guild um speaking for myself anyway i don't know about you guys but <laughs> are you doing any no. secret writing for a secret tv show on the side to yeah. you? I don't know. we're all actors no um we're not involved in it but we are in full support of the of this strike and their fight for better pay and better controls on ai generated content there are plenty of ways that that listeners you can support um, the strikes strikers there's a there's a mashable post that I'll link in the show notes that contains links to all of the um, the funds and the different ways that people can support them and I think part of the other uh, the way that we can also support them is by watching the shows on streaming making sure that they're they're still getting watched um, even though new content isn't being created at the moment in a lot for a lot of shows really important for fans to engage with the shows whereas they currently can't um yeah even though when it comes to supernatural we don't have a currently airing show um pretty sure those actors will be still making a substantial amount we hope of their income off 15 years worth of television for a long time to come <laughs> so yeah. um, but there's definitely definitely some residuals involved there and, and streaming definitely helps them out with that um, speaking of actors, 
excellent segue <laughs> opportunity here. I'm super duper excited about this, but um, I'm about to get on a plane in a few days and go, go over the big ocean. Um, and we, Mal and I, are going to be at uh, the Charlotte Con next weekend. Uh, uh. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. We finally get Very to meet each other in person for the first time. Yes. Oh. It's unbelievable that I have known Ellen as long as I have. And yet sometimes I kind of get to the point where I almost forget that I haven't seen your face yet. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it, just not physically in front of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I almost forget that that hasn't happened yet because I've known you so long now. I know. Oh, well, I've, like, meeting internet friends is always the most wonderful experience. So I'm actually really looking forward to this. And the last time I tried to fly over there to do this sort of thing, um, it got cancelled because of COVID. So I'm really hoping this time everything will be fine. And um, yeah, I should probably start packing at some point. But yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, but anyway, if you, if 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 you're if listeners, if you're going to be at in Charlotte next weekend, um, uh, you know, we'll be walking around with. I, I've got like a a mixtape book club logo tote bag thing that I'll have my stuff in and come and say hi. I'll have have stickers to give out. Logo as well. We, yeah, we'll have stickers. Um, I will probably be wearing my like mixtape backpack most of the weekend. (laughs) So yeah. And uh, if, and if you are unsure in any way, then please do have a look on social media because my my face is on there. So if you're looking and like, is this the right person? You you can always just compare. compare my twitter there will be pictures there of me so um yes please do come and say hi we love meeting people so yes and i'm like an extremely awkward being in real life so you know we will be a good combination because the last convention i went to was absolutely wonderful but i was in atlanta and so many people all weekend kept coming up to me and it was so lovely but i was just dying internally (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my, my friend Jules was laughing at me all weekend because I, I just, I don't, I'm a very awkward person sometimes. <laughs> I don't know how to like, I don't know how to make friends. <laughs> so I was just like, well, oh we gosh. Can, we can all hi. be awkward together and it's going to be great. <laughs> yes. No. It will be awesome to see people. So please do approach us if you are there. Yeah. And we might even try and record some things. Um together and with people there as well so yeah yes keep an eye on the socials anyway and we'll see how we're going with that i guess we should talk about some fix then <laughs> yeah some friends with benefits <laughs> yay i guess we can we we've got like a, a sort of quite a few themes that come out in this kind of thing in this i in the fact that people have friends who they you know have sex with basically <laughs> That's what friends benefits is, right? <laughs> um, and don't have a an actual romantic relationship with. From my point of view, the main thing that I've noticed in all of these is that it's communication, right? Like it's they've they're in this relationship, but neither of them are willing to admit that. And I know that with um, that there are plenty of people in real in the real world who have these kind of arrangements, and it's fine. But we know that with Dean and Cass, that they they do in fact love each other and it will in in almost all cases be a happy ending at the end so it just comes down to communication do you you agree is that right it's really an extension of the miscommunication trope when it comes to these two because 
they communicate so badly. It's canon. So we yes. can just, we can roll with that. And I don't know why, but in my head, this is one of those kind of tropes where if it had been on HBO, I could totally see those two idiots doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. like to think of the friends with benefits trope as being an extension of the idiots to lovers tropes, to be perfectly honest. Yes. Because yeah. I feel like yeah. in pretty much every variant of friends with benefits, like it's one of those things where they're in this friends with benefits relationship. The POV character is very clearly pining over the other one. But it seems like everyone else can see that it is mutual, <laughs> yes. except for the people involved. Yes, yeah. definitely. And we've got some really good examples of that in the fix that we read as well. Um, where Some of them where the friends are quite vocal <laughs> about <laughs> what they are seeing that these guys are not seeing. Yes. It's usually Charlie, right? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Charlie's a really good fit for it because she is that person who will say what she sees. And she's not afraid of Dean, whereas some people... I wouldn't say afraid in, in a negative way, but some people wouldn't want to push his buttons and get involved with that, whereas I feel like Charlie just yeah. has no boundaries when it comes to that. Yes, gay best friend. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Which one should we begin with? Should we should we pick on Tia first, or would you prefer to go last? It's up to you. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll go first. All right. Would you like to read the summary of your fig for us? Oh, sure. Um, so my fic is Vibrato, and the summary goes like this. The fact is, they're meet-cutes right out of a fucking storybook. Tale as old as time or some shit. Except Dean doesn't get a hard-on for libraries, or randomly burst into song. And Cass? Cass is way too nerdy and harmless for anyone to call him a beast. Even if he does drink human blood. In which Castiel is a hereditary vampire, Dean just wants to introduce him to movies and rock music, and their friends with benefits situation is either the worst idea they've ever had or the best. I think I probably need to come clean up front and say that this is one of my favorite fics, not even just of tears or of this particular trope, but just overall in general. And I think I have embarrassed myself fangirling in the comments of this fic more than once. <laughs> <laughs> so... so let's just get that out there right now so I don't have to pretend that I've not read this like maybe 30 times <laughs> oh my goodness gracious <laughs> <laughs> so for me i'm just really excited to see what ellen thought of it and hear more about kind of the behind the scenes of it and and everyone else's thoughts on it because i already know i love it <laughs> oh, well, i also loved it um we should probably mention that this was um published for the dean cast switch bang in 2022 um, and it, it is explicit and 70,000 words long. When they first meet, Dean insists that he's not gay and he's he freaks out um, at first, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> he knows something is going on here. He knows he's attracted to this guy, but he, he doesn't, he can't handle it and he nopes out. Um, and that's even before we get into the whole vampire thing in this <laughs> Just, I'd actually started reading this and then forgotten that there was vampires involved briefly until I got to the end of the first chapter and then went, oh, that's right. <laughs> but I do, I do love 
that vampire aspect is just it's it's different to other like vampire type fix that I've read. It's a really interesting um, way of looking at it. Is that is that something that you had sort of read about before somewhere, or did you come up with a lot of this vampire lore? <laughs> so the the reason this fic happened is because I'm probably the one of the few souls on this earth who finds the whole vampire lore sexy blood sucker thing entirely unsexy. I find it really yeah. awful. Yeah, I find the yeah. idea of someone wanting to drink blood the whole like give me your neck, etc. It just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> so I thought that the idea and a lot of the um, a lot of the very familiar tropes and the very familiar beats of, of vampire stories were not things that I found appealing. So I decided to make cast the kind of vampire I could see existing in the real world. And I'm very pleased, actually, that you um, that you forgot in the first chapter that he was a vampire because I think that was kind of the. I was hoping that's that's what people would do, <laughs> that it would be a surprise of. Oh yes, that's right. This is actually a vampire story. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so a lot of the hematophagy, as as we call it for Cass, is just me being a really weird biology nerd and thinking about how this might actually work from a sort of supernatural biology standpoint, rather than from a mysterious stranger sneaking in through bedroom windows standpoint. I think yeah. that's what makes it one of my kind of favorite vampire fics, honestly, because it it's one of those things where like, yes, we're 100% aware that vampires aren't real whatsoever, but if you can give me enough enough science in there that we're, we're talking about an, an if, not a fantasy, like, just give me just a little bit. Like, make it sci-fi, not fantasy, you know? Like, to me, if you can give me just enough that I'm sitting there thinking, huh, okay, yeah, I can buy that for this for this world. I can buy that. Not just, you know, swooping capes and turning into bats and all that kind of stuff, which is completely fine and fun in its own right, but it's in that way entirely a fantasy story for me at that point, which I enjoy as well. But this one has so much more... I won't quite say realism, but it, it's getting close. <laughs> it's getting close to it. So that you can just read like these two very human-like characters and then go, oh yeah, the blood thing. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, really enjoyed it because of that aspect. It made it very different to a lot of other vampire stories. So, And actually, this is one of the few stories that has... Hmm, it kind of a spoiler, I guess, so maybe if you don't want spoilers for this one, do like a 15 second skip ahead. This is one of the few fics that has, I will say, an element of almost a soulmate kind of thing, though it's not really, it's not like a, you know, there's no impression that this is like a predestined kind of soulmate sort of thing, but there is a kind of, like, more of a, a kind of being bound specifically to one person in no way predestined but once you've got that one person that's your person is there a word for that someone educate me <laughs> i don't know that don't there go, is don't, don't you refer to it as mate like he just becomes yeah i guess mate. but mate just makes it sound very like animalistic to me which i, I guess in a way it is but like he does yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> yeah but like kind of a, a not predestined soulmates sort of thing and every now and yeah. again sometimes i run across like a soulmate kind of fic which 
I'll really enjoy the storytelling and I'll really enjoy parts of it, but there's something sometimes about the soulmate trope that kind of icks me out a little bit. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe mm. it's just me being a very like loose, free, free will kind of person that I I'm, yeah, I'm, it's, it's the free will that it's the predestined part. Yeah, and there are a lot of soulmate fics out there that do it really well and are very, very enjoyable. But every now and again, I come across something. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. It feels like they're just being forced, and it doesn't doesn't work for me. Um, yeah, and this completely avoids that because it takes away all of the like predestined parts and. Cass's reaction to it and his just just the way he's so very like resigned about it it's so Cass like it's so very Cass um it also <laughs> such an idiot <laughs> I love the dude but I'm like really <laughs> like while I was writing it I was going really Cass really this is what we're gonna do so spoiler alert I didn't actually mean for this to take the story to take a hard left into that sort of angsty mate, you know, close relationship. Um, I actually had a very cute little like reunion scene 10 minutes after Dean walked out of the door. And then I actually got to the writing of it. And that was not what happened. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, Cass wants to be dramatic about it. All right, very well. These characters are so annoying when they just go off and do their own thing. But it turns out so well. <laughs> <laughs> Go off and, and break up with this dude that they're at least theoretically friends with benefits with, except they're the only one they're sleeping with, and neither of them <laughs> wants to see anyone else, and they're spending, you know, and I think that's I think that's the case with most friends with benefits. They end up much more intertwined than I think they mean to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Cass really crosses the line from like idiot to like gothic tragedy with his such a good be. way to put it. i shall take myself off to my room and <laughs> I, I will just die then i'll just i may I'll as well just, just die. die then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god that's exactly what he does <laughs> uh, it's definitely the miscommunication thing though because like dean is having all these like realizations of how much he's enjoying this and how much he loves you know sleeping in Cass's arms and you know all of the like providing um food for Cass um but he he never he never tells him he never says anything to him about it and um yeah you just want to beat their heads together (laughs) yeah well they have (laughs) what's I I guess a reasonable I, I can forgive them for the miscommunication like right up front because Cass obviously has his reasons for not being upfront with Dean and having him kind of hang around the first time that they do this. Like he has his reasons at the time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because Dean at that point is not aware of the whole vampire thing <laughs> um, and definitely would have caused issues. Um, and, you know, Dean probably has his reasons too. His probably more along the lines of internalized homophobia and less blood. But. They have their reasons, but then it's just like their heads get stuck in that space. And even though their relationship clearly changes quite a lot over the next like couple years, they just never update. <laughs> they never update their thoughts. On that. <laughs> yeah, and they make a lot of assumptions about the other. They do, they do. But this is why we love them because they're idiots. <laughs> they really are. 
Some, somehow they still manage to be lovable while being utter idiots and not knowing how to communicate with each other. Or at least I hope so. <laughs> a key part of a Friends to Friends of Benefits fic for me is like there has to be some point where I just want to grab the two of them and like bonk their heads together a little bit. <laughs> like if they don't reach that point, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. <laughs> um, and there were, there were definitely several points of Mal shouting and wanting to head bonk. <laughs> in this fic. <laughs> I do I do feel rather bad about the people in the club who had to watch this mating dance for years though. Oh yeah. Yes. Because uh, frankly, I mean, right, that 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 must have been hard. <laughs> I'm surprised that certain of the characters, particularly like Gabriel, kept his mouth shut as long as he did. <laughs> But yeah. I I choose to interpret that as Gabriel's own personal brand of chaos and just wanting to see where this went. Um, and then getting very angry when it ends up going to a bad place. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think Dean and Cass are the only idiots in this story, let's be honest. No. No. <laughs> Gabriel's not the only fantastic uh, side character that you have in this fic, because you also have a Meg that I just adore in this fic as well um, in the way that she just straight up threatens Dean like she stabs the wall with a knife <laughs> next to him as far as I remember like she, she does is, yes she is everything and I love her and I, I would be honoured if she would almost stab me too please <laughs> <laughs> but she's not allowed to have his soul Cass has said so such a meanie <laughs> you got some really cute art in this story because it was for a bang um by yes Bowie it, the, the artist by boy bite yes um they 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 made these the most uh, i still look at the little the, at their little fight scene um because i feel like the look on cass's face encapsulates everything that i think about a lot of vampire lore right. <laughs> <laughs> this sort of confused what are you saying? <laughs> kind of, kind of visual. It's just, it's so. It, the art was so adorable, and and um, they made these really cute little scene dividers of I do the coffin with little fangs dividers. and a little halo. So <laughs> I do think it would be remiss of me to get through talking about this fic without having to mention this is the first and only vampire fic that I had come across, which involves purring in any form. <laughs> Um, and it was one of those things that was unexpected but made total sense for the way that you'd built the lore and the characters and it just Cass's own reaction to it was just amazing and quite funny to me loved it um the fact that he just seemed so like somewhere between humiliated and just resigned just like really (laughs) just just love it um and I, I think I loved it because it made Cass's entire being seem to come from so much more of a, like a biological imperative. Like it made things, I don't know, it really like othered him in a fantastic way where it's like, okay, yes, he looks kind of human and yes, he like drinks a bit of blood, but you know what? There's, there's much more to it than that. He is not a human being. <laughs> He's not. Yeah. He's different. Um, and it was also just incredibly adorable. <laughs> 
Dean thought so too, and he could not deal with it. <laughs> he doesn't deal with it well, that's for sure. Um, no. The old Winchester, mm-hmm. but if you, if you don't understand something, or something is, is making you feel a few too many things, just make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. But when when the rest of the guy, the the family or the the supernatural creatures at the bar hear about it, they're all like really horrified. <laughs> like, what? What have you done? Yeah, yeah. They, it. I feel like they're they're. I hoped at least that their reaction was very similar to I, how I feel a lot of the supernatural creatures responded when they found out of Cass's friendly at least ostensibly relationship in canon the really really dude this is really but well like this one this one this guy yeah. <laughs> yeah i have a note specifically to mention now obviously i've read a lot of your fix so it's not a surprise to say that i enjoy your writing otherwise i wouldn't read so many of them but this one in particular um there is a scene which I'll try to I'll try to kind of describe without any spoilers. But um, the scene where Dean and Cass are reunited and Cass wakes up. Um, yeah. That one in particular, I just have to compliment you on how like absolutely cinematic that scene is for me when I read it. Like I, it literally just plays out in my head like a movie every time, um, which is fantastic and is also. I think it's quite an achievement because you're describing something that like we have not seen like Cass is kind of trying so hard with the spoilers here um, Cass's physicality <laughs> at the time is he's not looking quite as he usually does um, when we see him on screen but I could still picture him completely at the time from the way that Dean is seeing him and the way that Dean is kind of panicking a little over what he's seeing and anything else um it and yeah. i could just paint it in my head like if i had any kind of artistic skill i felt like i could just paint the entirety of that scene beginning to end um and i just absolutely love that because it's just written so wonderfully and it's one of those things where like i know what chapter and it's in and i know exactly how far down the page i have to scroll i told you i'd embarrass myself during this one didn't i um <laughs> i know exactly how far down i have to scroll to find that scene so that every oh time gosh. i want to reread it i can go straight to it <laughs> I, I you you can't see how red in the face i am <laughs> i'm very Sorry. red in the face <laughs> oh my goodness we we aim to make people blush on this show. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it is a really um, it beautifully described, but also the the entire fic is is so well paced. Like I I found it very difficult to put down. I read this one in just a few hours. I think it was it was brilliant. Thank you. Thank 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 you guys so much. Oh my goodness. I was really excited. I still remember getting the email when this uh, fic dropped because obviously it was a bang fic so it came like all at once which was very exciting <laughs> like a gift of delivery like here you go here's a nice big juicy one to sink your teeth into um, and it was so so exciting so yes thank you very much for writing this fic and including like some of my favorite tropes we know I love um, vampire fics I, I have talked about that on the podcast before about how I actually really love vampire fics and one of the reasons is just that there are so many different varieties of them like yeah. It's it's very easy to say, oh, a vampire fic is 
this and there's a stereotypical vampire but actually a lot of the vampire fics that i read i feel like as a fandom we kind of just don't care about that and just want to do our own thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i love that i have to say the you never quite know what you're getting the the destiel fandom is one of the few fandoms where i will read vampire fics because I do enjoy that everyone kind of has their own take on them, and Dean is a vampire, or Cass is a vampire. I know there's one coming out where they're both vampires, and it's just so enjoyable to see how people are going to take it, because a lot of people do seem to like playing with something a little different than than the classic vampire. Blah, 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 I want to drink your blah, you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> And I do love a creature cast in any form, so my 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 love of vampire cast just kind of stems <laughs> stems from that generally. Um, so I was very mm-hmm. excited to see this one. Mm-hmm. And good old good old mechanic Dean, which I know is one that we use a lot, but I love fix where even in the brief scenes where there's like a conversation with somebody at work or whatever, um, I love when he comes across genuinely as a mechanic. Which I will admit is easy to do with me because I know nothing about cars, so you can pull the wool over my eyes pretty easily <laughs> when I'm reading a fic. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like mechanic is one of those where if you know we're not actually going to use Dean's job at all as part of the plot, we can just be like, eh, he's a mechanic, whatever. We're never going to see it; doesn't matter. Um, but I love it where even if there's like a conversation with somebody that he works with, or he phones somebody at the shop, or like Bobby or whatever, just the few lines that they get it somehow makes it feel real to me. And I was just like, oh, good job. He actually feels like a mechanic in this fic. <laughs> so, but like I said, I am sadly easy to fool. I am Dean would be ashamed of how little I know about cars. I can't even do my own oil changes or anything like that. So <laughs> all of my car knowledge comes from reading Dean Winchester <laughs> doing things to cars. this mine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know anything about cars either. <laughs> Every time I have to write Dean as a mechanic, I have to do some Googling. No car knowledge whatsoever. Just Google. And uh, when it comes to fanfic, I do have the operator's manual for a 1967 Chevy Impala saved. Oh my gosh. Oh my, <laughs> so I, 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 oh my gosh. I love that. That's such a good idea, though. That's a great idea. Hot rider tip. <laughs> yeah, that's a I wonder if anyone has one for the Continental. Ooh, I bet there's one out there. <laughs> All right. Well, before we move on, we, we can't go on without um, mentioning a couple of your other fixed here because we, we, we are like big fans of yours. Um, oh. <laughs> what, the one I wanted to mention was, the, was your um, Pern-inspired um, dragon riding fic, which is... Um, <laughs> I think it's called Impression, is that right? Impressions or That's right, it is, yeah. Oh, I loved like I'm I'm a Pern fan from like way back. Like I I own like the the entire series. I haven't actually reread them recently, which I've been meaning to do. But when I when I first um saw that, that you'd written a Destiel version of it, um I was just so over the moon because I love dragon stuff. And I love dragon riding stuff and your pick was brilliant. I loved it. Oh, thank you. I I am obsessed. I'm painfully obsessed with the dragons. Yes. I never. I was also a. I was also a pern girl from way 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 back. I I wrote middle school book reports on pern. Yes. Yeah. Um. But that was the last time I read it. I was probably about 
13 or 14 the last time I read any of them and they've just stuck so vividly in my mind that I was like you know what I'm gonna write this thing so good but I'm so glad you enjoyed it (laughs) I've got like a dragon rider um outline tucked in the back of my um you know bunny folder Ah, that's so exciting. One day, eventually, get around to writing some more of. But yet, it, it it does get stuck in your in your mind. You're just like, oh, I wonder what those dragon riding guys are up to today. Yeah, there, there's just something that's so amazing about. I mean, I didn't use most a lot of the Pern ethos just because I was like, oh no, there's just there's just too much to use. Yeah. But yeah, it, it owns a piece of my soul. So. Also love that thick as well. It's one of the ones I had open in tabs to mention. So thank you. You've cut down on the ten minutes of talking I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll hand over to you, and you can take it away now. <laughs> um, I think the first one I have to mention is probably, probably the first one that I <laughs> probably annoyed Tia in the comments of because I've commented on this so many times to the point where it got embarrassing so I stopped um but uh it's the <laughs> Southside Swing series that you did um in the entire little series of fix of, of one shots with a kind of modern um Chicago mafia kind of thing going on um I, th- there's actually kind of an element of like a friends with benefits thing going on early on in that as well or kind of D- Dean kind of files it that way in his brain for a while <laughs> Oh, God, that idiot. <laughs> he um, does, you're right. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely love that series. And again, I've read it so many times. And I was lucky enough to read it. I think when I first read it, there were maybe two parts to it. And since then, there's been another three, four. Hang on, where, where are we at now? No, five now. Five more <laughs> um, pieces, which, which I've absolutely loved. But if anybody enjoys um, kind of mafia type fix with a really good russian cast though i mean it's not from russia as he will tell you um but um altogether there's about seventy-five thousand words of this universe and it got to the point where to my i was rereading it and i would comment and just you know say that i was rereading it as you do sometimes and i stopped doing that because i was like this is just getting embarrassing now um, so i stopped commenting but i did not stop rereading um so please do check out the Southside Swing series. It's very hot. In parts, very funny. Um, and also it just, I I have a little place in my heart for Chicago. And Chicago is very, very alive in this series for me. Um, so I was very, very happy to recommend that one to everybody. I'm pretty sure I've gushed about it on the podcast before. So um, definitely, definitely that one. Um, also for something something completely different um stripes and stitches is adorable <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so this is oh my goodness the, one of those the anti-soulmate soulmate yeah <laughs> another <laughs> not really soulmate-ish <laughs> twist on a soulmate that made me love it kind of thick um also involves knitting stuff so <laughs> It's just absolutely adorable. Love this. Um, again, shorter pieces, but I think, I don't know how long this one is. I should have looked it up, but I think there's probably like, yeah, 45,000 words of this as well. So if you want to read all of the pieces of it, you can um, sink your teeth into a longer piece of this one. Um, so yeah, Soulmate Marks, a little bit magical, 
absolutely love it. This is uh, Cass trying to like kind of hide at one point. His marks was adorable. Um, I'm trying. I'm like, I can't mention all of these, so I'm just scrolling through like, which ones can I simply not miss out on saying? Oh, the, what was the title of it? The uh, sci-fi, like, racing fic? Racing Stripes. Oh, Racing, racing Stripes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that one, too. Yeah. And that one was, I think, was that, um, it was a, a, a bag of some kind from last year, I think, wasn't it? It was. It was the sci-fi fantasy bag. Yes, because I remember it has amazing art. Um, from Claire de Gaulle, I think. Claire, yes, yes, so good, yes. just yes. absolutely. From Claire. Oh, phenomenal art! I was, I've been lucky to work with them, and on two consecutive bangs, it was actually two in a row. And God, their art is so beautiful. I, I told them that you know, I, I couldn't have imagined the Ghost City of Chicago looking as good as they made it. Oh, it is also a Chicago thing. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> another one of those where I just, you know, I just love Chicago. So. All right. Um, oh, uh, Storm and Sentinel as well. Uh, another one that I've read multiple times, and I think this is one of the ones that we maybe did we talk about this one on the podcast before? Possibly. I, yeah, I, it sounds familiar to me when I just looked at it before. Yes. So definitely this is a fantasy. Castiel is a storm mage. Um, they've, they've known each other since they were kids, so it's kind of like a, a what do they call those vicks? I've forgotten the trope. Like, you know, when they know each other since they were kids, they grow up together. <laughs> um, but again, just really amazing descriptions in this one. Like, I loved the entire universe that was created, the whole, like, fantasy world building in this. I just absolutely loved. So, cannot recommend that one enough. Um, I will, at this point, I'm just going to say, go, go read everything else. <laughs> oh, oh, the one ah! I have just finished reading and I haven't yet embarrassed myself in the comments of, but it will be happening shortly, um, is the Spaceship Impala series. Oh, my subtopers. <laughs> yes, I was digging back through because I have a, a huge, a huge love of uh, Space Gaze, as has been well documented on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> like, if you want me to read something, put Dean and Cass in it and set it in space, and I am there. <laughs> like, doesn't matter what other tags it's got, I am there, I am reading it. Um, but this also had a bunch of other tags that I really enjoyed, um, and again, loved the world building and the creation of um, Alien Cass as the, the alien race that he is. I loved the way that you created it without just it's very easy to just kind of just say oh yeah he's an alien and then he's human you know um but no you really put the work in with this and made him different but still very much the cast that we know um so absolutely loved it so good i'm gonna shut up now <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> well there'll be a link to all of those different figs um on the blog post so if you <laughs> Sorry, I've just made you have to link like an extra five. <laughs> Looking for something great to read. Um, definitely go and check out Tears. Oh, goodness. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, shall we go on to Words with Friends? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll give you a break. <laughs> um, so, Words with Friends is by an anonymous author um obviously this fic has been orphaned at some point um and it was published back in 2014 so i assume that whoever wrote it um decided that they no longer wanted to be associated with it which is really sad because it's great 
Um, but it was it's twenty two thousand words long and is explicit. And the um, summary goes like this: Dean Winchester is as straight as an arrow. He's a ladies' man of epic proportions, the king of the one night stand, the messiah of the friends with benefits paradigm, the emperor of perpetual bachelorhood. Except apparently when it comes to his best friend Castiel Novak. Wherein a long-standing acquaintanceship leads to friendship, then best friendship, then sexting, then dirty talk, then mutual masturbation, then inevitably fucking. <laughs> That's a good summary of the entire thing. As one does, I suppose. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> this is almost 22,000 words of pure porn. Um, there's a lot, a lot in it. <laughs> and it's really, it's great. So I started rereading this while I was on a walk. I was reading it on my Kindle. There was no one around me as I was reading it. And about, I don't know, 5,000 words in, I was like, hmm, don't think I can read this in public, even with not another soul around me. Yeah. <laughs> and I closed my Kindle. Yes, it's quite hot. Um, I mean, they it, it does have, like, um, obviously BDSM element to it as well. But they don't sort of... They agree on a safe word, but they don't do any of that, um, you know, uh, listing of kinks or whatever. They just go right into it, which I think partially is responsible for the miscommunication. Dean gets a bit overwhelmed by the whole thing. He's really into it, but he just isn't coping well. <laughs> he's extremely hot and he just he just says yes to everything. He's like, yeah, give that a go. <laughs> I just I, he doesn't even stop to think like there's no thought process no. he's just like yep and then afterwards he's like no oh, that happened <laughs> I did that yeah yeah <laughs> and I mean who can blame him if Cass came at me I, I, I'd be doing the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Cass could argue that Dean was the one who started it after all well I don't know the the porn thing I think the the sharing porn between them was I think Cast. I think Cass, but yeah. Dean's the one who sent the first male picture. Yes, Cass. yes, and asked what Cass thought of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost got like a little bit of a, a four-letter word uh, vibe to it in that part in, in the first, you know, couple of chapters until um, they meet in person because they're they're doing everything over the phone, uh, and it's got that kind of sexting, phone sex kind of thing happening. It gave me the vibe of a fic that I'm struggling to remember the name of. Oh my goodness. It's it's super well known. I feel like at least one of you will know which one I'm talking about. It's the one with the very famous art of tattooed Cass with the tie and the popsicle. Like Oh, oh um, One Miss Text, is that what it's called? No, it's no, not it's called it, it's like a wrong number. Unsolicited. Though, right? like it's, it's called unsolicited. The, the series is unsolicited. Yes. There we go. Yes. Um, but it gave me a little bit of those vibes in parts, um, even though in this they, they know who each other is, but they've very much got like a kind of like in the streets, in the sheets, like difference going on here. Like it's almost like two different people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they're so good at it. I mean... Until they're not. <laughs> their compart exactly. Their compartmentalization until they go crashing together, like, you know, like like going 60 down the highway is, is phenomenal. <laughs> and this is one of those fics where I feel sorry for their friends. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> yeah, they do have a kind of um, almost public kind of uh, um, elements <laughs> to their, you know, doing things in their friend group while their friends are there and you're like, you, there's no way you could get away with that <laughs> in, in a real situation. Like, I don't know. No. But it's, it's hot, no. hot as hell. But, like, you're just reading it going, is he really going to, like, have an orgasm while he's sitting at a table next to his friends and they're not going to notice anything? <laughs> From Cass's foot. From the foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no, what is happening here? <laughs> Uh, and you do wonder, like, at least a little bit, I wonder whether maybe Sam did pick up on something, because later on, uh, when they kind of, when Sam and Dean talk a little bit about what's going on with, with Dean and Cass, like, Sam just dumps straight in there with, like, gay. <laughs> like, you're like, excuse me? <laughs> I was at that table. <laughs> like, you can just, I don't know, there's um, part of me that's yeah. like, did he notice something and was just too horrified to say anything? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> And who can blame him, really? <laughs> I don't think yeah. anyone wants to be in. I don't think anyone wants to be anywhere near that potential train wreck, which was probably wise of them. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it it definitely is a train wreck. I mean, it's a relatively short fic. This is like twenty two thousand words, so the train wreck portion doesn't last very long, just by virtue of the pacing of the story. Um, yeah, but there's definitely a point where the shit hits the fan. <laughs> And Dean has his uh, somewhat well-deserved internal panic, I guess, because he's really not been dealing with anything up until that point. Yeah. No, the fact that he, at that, at that, spoiler, at that point he goes, I'm not gay, and you're like, excuse you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to back up a few steps. <laughs> you need to perhaps remember, like, last night. <laughs> like, go get some mouthwash, get the dick out of your mouth, and we'll talk about this again. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Trying to think what else we can say about this that isn't just describing yeah. a lot of porn. Well, because, I was going to uh, say that it's older fic, um, and it did get orphaned, so the the tag list is fairly sparse. Um, there's not much on there. So while it does have, um, it does have the BDSM sort of portion. Um, it does. There is also um, does. There's also verbal humiliation in this. Like they, mm -hmm. he's calling Cass is calling Dean kind of slut or kind of things. Yeah, definitely one to read the tags on. I think because there is some insufficient consent going on, and definitely it's while there yeah. are definite BDSM elements there's definitely no contract of yeah, any kind going on because that would involve that would involve yeah. healthy communication yes. and that's just not what they do Wh so. whether or not you are a contract person in BDSM or not I will say that there is definitely some very poor BDSM etiquette shown in this mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. very um, which yeah. you know that there is somewhat of an apology made for later but it's one of those things like you just, I, you know you should probably know that going into it um, and it's definitely not like in no way does Dean seem unwilling I would like to clarify that but he also may not be very aware of what he's getting into <laughs> so nope nope not a clue <laughs> nope they've also um, tagged MF in this and while uh, Dean or Cass don't sleep with other people but they watch some porn <laughs> I think that's the only time that the MF kind of comes into it oh yeah because um, they do so mention just to Het to sex and a threesome, but none of those actually physically involve them at all. Yeah. Yeah. Good catch. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think our um our tagging game has improved over the last ten-ish years since this was written. Nine years. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, sorry to scare everyone with that. Um. <laughs> yeah, I've I've read this one before. Like I've read this one a few times. Um, I think I read this one like way back when I very first started reading Destiel Thick, and I've read it a couple of times since then. But I don't think it was until this time that I realized it was an anonymous fic or maybe it's just that it wasn't back when I read it yeah and it's been orphaned since then but this was definitely the first time that I noticed that it was an anonymous story so which obviously people are welcome to do if they decide they want to do that then you know we'd certainly as a fandom appreciate somebody orphaning a fic rather than deleting it but it's you know it's their own their own work so they get to do what they want with it but I'm yep. very glad. I'm very glad they left. They left this up. This was one of the first fics that I read in the in the Destiel fan f- fandom, and it is one of the first fics I ever bookmarked. And I was not up on my bookmarking game at the time, so I bookmarked it. Oh my gosh, so hot! <laughs> I mean, accurate. <laughs> and I haven't read it again since that point. But on rereading it, yep, it it lives up to its name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how much more we can say about this one, simply because so much of it is just porn. Very, very well-written and, and creative porn, I will say. It's not just like, you know, you get all the standard stuff in here, but there's definitely some, some things that we don't see quite as often. Um, so Their dirty talk is unbelievable. Yes. For me, I think that is the most memorable part of it. Um, before they're even physically together, just mm. the things Cass says to him. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can see why Dean jumped... And kept falling for sure, just from the, just from the get. Jumped headfirst yeah. into gay panic. Yes. And he, I think, also part of the reason, well, for me anyway, that I think it it was so hot is that because um, Dean doesn't really know what he's getting into, he's just overwhelmed by the whole thing, and he and everything he finds really, like he, he's just like, oh my god, what's next? You know. So his reactions made it um, even better for the reader. Very good. Well done. Very hot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we move into the other BDSM one? Um, we didn't deliberately include two BDSM ones in this, uh, but they are very different in how things are done. And I do think that BDSM sticks tend to lend themselves to the friend with benefits trope. I think there's quite yeah. a lot of crossover there, probably. I know several others just off the top of my head. Um, and I've even written one myself, where there is a crossover between those two tropes. So I'd say there's probably a significant portion. Um, but this is called Tricks of the Trade by Trenchcoat Impala. And it's a longer thick, I think it's the longest one that we did this time. So this is 90,000 words, 90 and a half thousand words. Um, and it was written or finished back in 2022. This was not part of a bank, so it was published um, for about six months. Um, and the summary is as follows. I need you to find me a dom. Cass nearly choked on his pizza. Excuse me? (laughs) Dean wants to see what the world of kinky sex is like, so he turns to his best friend and roommate, Castiel Novak, who just so happens to be a dom at a local BDSM club. Cass is happy to help Dean enter this new world, but when Dean has a bad experience with the dom he's paired with at the club, Cass takes it upon himself to show Dean the tricks of the trade. You know, as any good friend would do. Just good friends, good buddies. 
definitely what buddies do together and roommates as well like <laughs> and I don't roommates know what was thinking. oh god oh my god they were roommates I think my favorite in this was the very it, it felt like a very in character contrast from how they got from the beginning to the end like Cass kind of recognizes his feelings although he's in somewhat of denial of them from quite early on and is just kind of putting up with it like well yep all right but not whereas dean just suddenly is just like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) much later on um though they've clearly both been gone on each other since the beginning but just the way it takes dean so long and then he's just suddenly like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) i loved it because yes we've got two kind of extreme different examples of how that can go in this with Cass knowing from early on and just sort of I don't know he's like oh he knows he knows that his heart's doing a thing but he's just ignoring it <laughs> you know healthily yeah. until he doesn't yeah until, until he, he doesn't, doesn't ignore it um, yeah. whereas Dean Good is just just bopping along doing just fine and then suddenly oh no <laughs> <laughs> it's so true to form though it's it's horrible how true that is. Yes, it it just it feels very in character for them for me. Um, I will say this fic as well does have very briefly some Cass and Meg, um, and some kind of other bits, but just in the first chapter when they're kind of setting up this whole premise, um, and after that they do not. Though it does have some descriptions of uh sex between other characters, unnamed characters. So if that's something that will bother somebody um don't even know what you'd really tag that <laughs> that would be a complicated tag but it's it's there <laughs> but they do have it here we go sex between characters that are not dean and cass there we go <clears throat> yeah that describes it <laughs> um this has got a much more um standard kind of healthy um bdsm you know etiquette contracts and you know the, the traffic light system and all that things things that you find in other <laughs> bdsm fix you mean um, he doesn't just string him up from a ceiling and not mention it <laughs> okay because <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck there until i let you down bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh yes completely different approach to bdsm in this fic you are correct <laughs> yes um and they do there is public they go to a club and have no sex in front of other people as well. So there's all sorts of interesting things in this one. Yes, um, all sorts. I think that's all covered in the tags, though. There's a there's quite an extensive tag list in this one. It's a bit a bit bit of a um, contrast to the older one, where, um, you know, we do now tag for all these different things that that weren't necessarily tagged before. And I do love that we tag for these things, just because, you know, a lot of the time I think people frame tags as warnings whereas for me it's like you're enticing me in <laughs> with these <laughs> yeah like i love having these tags it's it's a way for me to find more of the thing um so it's definitely a way to draw people to fix it's not only a thing to because i i know especially when i was first writing in the fandom there did seem to be this concept of like oh don't tag that you'll put people off and i'm just like but no it's the other way around. <laughs> like, there are people who will enjoy yeah. that thing. So you need to tag it to not only warn off the people who will be upset by that thing, but also to draw in the people who will enjoy it. Yeah. It was also, like, for spoiler reasons. Like, I've 
I've been reluctant to tag things in the past just because I didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> but I think now you just have to include it. And um, I mean, I've gone into fix before and not read in, like often, often go into fix without reading the tags, which is kind of living dangerously. But there's only yeah. <laughs> one fic, I think, where I deliberately did not put something in the tags because tagging it would have been a massive plot spoiler. So instead, I simply, but I did put something in the author's note where people could go and check out something somewhere else if they wanted yeah, the yeah, spoiler. Yeah. Like they could, you know, had to make sure there was a way there that people could make sure there was nothing that was personally triggering for them or whatever. Um, yeah. But that wasn't really like a sex thing or anything like that. It was a very large plot piece. <clears throat> so sometimes sometimes it's difficult to make that call. But yeah, always tagging or somehow letting the readers know, I think, is much more appreciated mm -hmm. now than it used to be. Like, it's just something that way back when, I don't think it's that anybody didn't want to warn other people. It just wasn't something that people thought about, I think. This story does a really nice job, too, of the beginning note. It's not just the tags, but I believe the beginning note of every chapter. If there's anything that they think thought that readers might find upsetting, they put it in the beginning author's notes for each chapter as well, which I thought was very, very considerate. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy reading fic sometimes where you can see that they've been posted like weekly or monthly or just you know however often um because you do get those little like author's notes bits and I always read them <laughs> and it's sometimes <laughs> interesting especially over the last few years you can kind of tell like what was going on in the fandom at sometimes <laughs> from what was going on in the author's <laughs> note <laughs> I enjoy that part of for me part of the fun of this particular fic was you know, their their communication about sex and about their BDSM relationship and, like, what they're going to do to each other and what they're going to do for each other. Their communication about that is so good, and yet their communication about their feelings is so bad. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> yes. kind of amazing. Because they're really good at talking to each other. They're really good at, like, working out what they're comfortable with, what they're uncomfortable with. It's like a really healthy BDSM relationship and yet and yet <laughs> yeah they've just shoved all their real feelings too far down yeah I was saying I think that Dean shoved his so far down that he wasn't even aware of them until they reared up and bit him in the face and uh Cass hasn't yeah. so much like shoved his down it's just like pushed them to the side a little bit and he's just like suspiciously side-eyeing them <laughs> just like damn it <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be all right with this but no, totally not <laughs> totally not okay with it but I guess uh. I'm just going to continue anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not say anything. <laughs> I love how Cass can justify to himself uh, in the beginning of this fic that like he's doing this, you know, as as like a good deed <laughs> to like help Dean out and make sure that like Dean doesn't have any more negative experiences and that you know he's he's being a really good friend. <laughs> just a good buddy. Just a just the best of buddies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I think, is this the one where they, where I, I, I know Dean justifies it in a lot of fix by saying that he doesn't want to ruin their friendship by uh, trying it on with Cass romantically. But um, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure this is one where he's like, no, if I, we're, we're roommates and everything. Like if I say anything about this, it's going to mess everything up. And yeah, he says that in a lot of fix. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he says that in this one too. Yeah. Yep. This is a fic where we get a little bit of uh, Dean's Dean's panty kink as well. That little nod to to canon or you know 
how we interpret canon and run with it because it's so much fun um <laughs> but there's, there's a little nod in it in this and it really did amuse me that one of the things early on where they kind of have a discussion about you know the kinds of things that they're each into and they have this really healthy like kind of discussion before they start doing any of this and for some reason the panties are the one thing that Dean is like unsure about that like he isn't sure if he should say or that somebody is going to be on board with and yet there's all these other things <laughs> which arguably yeah. are much more intense than you know he likes a bit of silk on his tush um, and he's quite happy to just be like yeah let's try that let's try that let's try that but no not the panties I can't confess yeah and I love how Cass is like what in the world are you talking about doms love to put themselves in panties <laughs> because right <laughs> this is one of the fix that I really enjoyed the side characters in so much particularly Charlie in that she's just desperately pointing out the obvious for like the entire story yeah, and just constantly yeah. just being like well, you guys are together and just overriding them even though they're like no we're not and she's just like yeah yeah sure <laughs> yeah everyone knows they're together except them for this entire thing <laughs> they, they and, do and Charlie does not dial back on it at all she's just like no Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> they don't know around the time you're, you're getting you're getting jealous and saying he's mine and such like that you gotta kinda admit you're together but no nope nope <laughs> the denial is strong. I don't know what else to say about this because it's um it's just a whole lot of great uh BDSM scenes one after the other really, isn't it? Yes. Um I think people who are fans of a possessive cast will really enjoy this. Um though it yeah. is yeah. done in a very healthy way. Um but yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a little a little greedy in this one. <laughs> people can look but they cannot touch um and uh yeah he's he is very much a caretaker he loves his aftercare in this one and he definitely kind of pushes it a bit where he's maybe doing a little more that's necessary just because he likes it and he's kind of fooling himself into having a kind of boyfriend experience (laughs) 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 which is kind of adorable honestly um and it's definitely, it's definitely good from Dean's point of view as being somebody who's kind of newer in the kind of lifestyle, doesn't necessarily, you know, know all the things to watch out for or something like that. Like, it's a very good thing that Cass is doing. But he's definitely, I think, at least in part, has slightly selfish motives there. And he acknowledges that to himself, eventually. Eventually, yes. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> oh, there is one... This is, this is... Sorry, this is a spoiler, but... I do appreciate that this is one of the few fics where um, a dom safe words out of a situation. And that's about all I'm going to say about that. But I appreciate that there's that acknowledgement that that can happen too and that that's an okay thing. And yeah. even though that sort of happens at a very emotional moment for them, it ends up being like a real emotional turnaround for them. And I really like that. Yes. Something that would be good to see more of i think honestly like let's let's normalize that (laughs) because i yeah yeah (laughs) overall i think this fic is quite a positive depiction of the bdsm community i don't think that fic exists or should have to educate anybody in anything um but it is nice to see fics that do it well anyway (laughs) 
us <laughs> because as much as we like to sit here and be like, well, I'm not educating everybody yet, but people are going to read this stuff and you hopefully just use that as a starting point and we'll go and research further and learn real things. Um, but you just never know. You never know who's reading. You never know what stage they are at in their own journey in life. So I do like it when you just have you know, very positive, healthy representations of these things. I think it's it's good to have that out there. Because there's, there's a lot of stuff out there, not even just in, like, the Dusty Elf fandom, but just in general. There's a lot of stuff out there that's very unhealthy, unrealistic depictions of all of this kind of stuff. So I like yeah. the fanfic. Fanfic can kind of stand as a as an island. I've been like, no, we'll show you how to do things right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we uh, go on? I think so. Mm-hmm. So this is The Trouble with Blue Eyes by Friend of Carlotta. It was written for the 2023 Dean Cash Reverse Bang with art by Aggie Doll. Um, and the summary is, goes like this. For years now, Dean Winchester has had a mutually beneficial arrangement with Castiel Novak, a fellow private eye. It's good, it's easy, and there's nothing wrong with it. Well, except for one thing. Dean's caught himself a bad case of feelings, and Cass doesn't feel the same way. Mm, I can smell the miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's like a, because it's only 15,000 words, it's like a nice snapshot, um, easy read. Um, just uh, the the feeling of it is like that noir kind of <laughs> gritty um, detective kind of thing. It's great. Yes. Different to I, Yeah, I love like noir stuff like this. And I just, I feel like we don't have a lot of it. Um, no. or at least, you know, if this, if people have recommendations for fix with that kind of setting or, or feeling, please let me know. Cause I would love to read more stuff like this set in this kind of way. I mean, I really haven't seen a lot of it. The, the setting kind of that, I don't know, Sin City kind of vibe, um, like they it means that both of them are very aloof and don't actually like, they don't say much to each other, but they hit it off and go and, and start seeing each other regularly even though they don't um have any kind of relationship but it's yeah it kind of gives it that um i don't know it almost feels kind of sparse like you know they they don't say much but they have a really good relation well they have good sex anyway <laughs> they don't have a good relationship <laughs> at all yeah i feel yeah. like it's kind of one of those things where like they probably they know a lot more about each other than they think they do like they kind of think that they're keeping this this boundary and this separation and they've got this friends with benefits thing but they actually just you know start internalizing all these little little things that they observe about the other one and actually end up getting to know them really well despite what they might yeah. think um and i kind of love that I, I really do i mean it goes on for a couple of years right before they before the ending drama happens um <laughs> so yeah I love the fact that it's told in these, it, it's told basically the way they see each other in these snapshots, in these like be absolutely beautiful visuals yes. um, of, you know, how how Dean sees Cass in, in the shadows and in the lights, how Cass is studying Dean's fingers as he's rolling a cigarette and the way the tip of the cigarette lights up when Cass lights it for him. It's just the, I don't, I mean, I've never actually seen a noir style movie but I could just watch this whole thing playing out in black and white <laughs> as I yeah, was yeah. as I was watching. Yeah, yeah, it's very atmospheric. Like the whole fix felt like smoky and like <laughs> like it really yeah. had this kind of like atmosphere to it. 
which is just wonderfully done. Um, one of my favorite things about this fic, and I, I think a, a really big key here is this idiots in love tag again, um, is yes. that even though they have this like keeping at a distance, we're both serious PIs, we've got things to do, we're ships in the night, we will like meet here and there. Um, <laughs> but they also have this truly adorable little like love language pen pal messaging system going on with handkerchiefs. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The pocket squares. <laughs> the pocket squares are my absolute favorite thing about this. Yes. I think I've I've fangirled at her a couple of times about the pocket squares. Just adorable. <laughs> like I absolutely loved it. I was like, oh, you two are so soft. Like you're really just showing your soft underbellies there. <laughs> yeah. Dean buys them in different colors. And whoever <laughs> their assistant is describes them as love notes. And it's like yes. <laughs> So you are yep, correct, Charlie. That is what yep. they are. <laughs> yeah, it was Charlie, yeah. Um, getting mixed up between fix again. Yes, definitely Charlie. She knows what's up. <laughs> she definitely knows what's up, yep. <laughs> and the fact that she, she's op- she's definitely opening all his mail, and Dean knows. And he's like, well, all right. <laughs> she ships it, for sure. <laughs> so, But yeah, this is one of those fix where she does really good job of giving you a sense of okay we are we are tracking their relationship through these these moments that we see these these little snapshots um in time so that we can kind of see how it how it evolved over time how they met how they got where they are now and then you know the the crux of the fic really is kind of what's what's happening in in the present this this potential heartbreak (laughs) that uh they're going through but there's such a sense of a much wider world like much just beyond reach like you can very easily imagine like all these cases that they've done that kind of helping each other or, or leaving leaving little clues to help each other out maybe or things like that just you, you just get this sense of so much more even though this is like a under fifteen thousand words so obviously th- th- there's no space for all that kind of plot stuff in here but you still get this fantastic sense of it because the, the fic is built so well yeah. It's it's just wonderful. I love it. It feels like even though it's uh, fourteen yeah fourteen thousand nine hundred words, yeah. But once you've sunk into it, I still have that same feeling as if I had just read like a hundred thousand words of it, where I can just be completely sunk into this amazing world that's been created. But at the same time, I read it and I was like, I feel like that was only ten minutes. I need more. <laughs> Beautiful writing, and also the art. The artwork adds to it as well because it's all black and white uh you know little vignettes um and some of them are gifts so they they move <laughs> um yes yeah that makes it extra such special. beautiful art i was lucky enough to get some art with them one time and oh just fantastic just beautiful so we sure do have some fantastically talented act- um, actors i was about to say <laughs> we do that artists. we do have those two oh, yeah that too but <laughs> artists <laughs> in this fandom but yeah, I was I was quickly trying to count how many pieces, but all, all I will say is there is a lot of art in this no, book, and it is all yeah. beautiful. In every so chapter. much art. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's the dream for for bangs. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I never have enough of my fic ready for an artist to actually have time to make a whole bunch of artwork for <laughs> when involved in a bang. It's that deadline, like last minute deadline writing that gets you every time. 
<laughs> oh, same. <laughs> Big same. Yeah. But this was a reverse bang, so yeah, it started with the artwork and um, yeah, they yes. must have expanded it. Reverse, reverse bangs are so fun. Like I, I, There's just something about seeing a piece of art and then just having this entire... I don't know if this happens to other people the same way as it does to me, but like I... We'll see the art and then it's just like the entire story just kind of plops into my head sometimes. Um, mm. There's something about art that that does that. So I, I absolutely love reverse bangs. Um, oh, it's my... The, the Dean Cash reverse bang is probably... I mean, I love bangs, but it is my favourite bang in the, in the fandom. And just looking at that gallery before claims is such a rush of inspiration. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I haven't done one for couple of years um because i've just been busy with real life stuff and i haven't been able to do as much as i would like for the last couple of years um but i'm already waiting now i'm at the point where i'm like no this year one of the reverse bangs whether it's the dean cast reverse bang or the spn reverse bang like one of the one of them one of them <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to haunt it this year and i'll be right there i'm determined to get something so oh, that's so exciting i've never managed to claim anything in one of those before i've tried a couple of times but um the claims are normally on in the middle of the night for me and uh, I have to rely on other people to claim for me and it hasn't worked out yet. It is frankly a little madness that that particular... But I, I'm not sure how artists do this all the time, but it is so stressful when it's when it's actual claims moment. So yeah. exciting, but very stressful. Exciting, but yes. stressful, yes. The very first reverse bang that I did, I actually missed the actual claims for it, I think. And um, they only had a bunch of pinch hits left because um, it had been, as far as I remember, it was one of the SPN reverse bangs. Um, and yeah. they had a huge, huge, huge amount of art. Um, and actually a bunch of different authors got to pick like multiple pieces. My problem is I love art so much. I feel bad if, if there are any left and I just want to like <laughs> scoop them up. I love them and make sure that the artist knows how wonderful they are. So I ended up actually doing four pieces for that bang. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> so no. I was like, I can't do it. No art left behind. <laughs> I mean, I'm only going to write you a hundred words of story for each one, but it's, it's all going in. I, I, the sad part is I think several of those fix were at least 40,000 words. No. Ah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, but I am really looking forward to this year because I have promised myself. Um, so I just really hope that I can get in there fast enough to get something. <laughs> so well, I suppose technically it'll be next year now by the time the fix post. But yes. do we know where? If it is it coming up this like? Do we know when it is? Um, I think the reverse bangs post in April, so they probably okay. I'm going out on a limb to say they probably start much earlier in the year, like. The artists probably start like before Christmas or something, but I think the claims are like February. February, yeah, ish. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was. I also saw somewhere. I'm trying to remember where that there was talk of like a a reverse bang for fantasy art. There is. There's Ooh. a fantasy. I believe there's a fantasy reverse bang, and there's a crossover reverse bang that are coming up this year. Yeah, so we are so blessed with bangs in this fandom. <laughs> because I would love to do a fantasy bang. Yes. Um, 
reverse bank. I believe signups are already open for that one. Oh, really? Oh, God, okay. I'm yes, obviously not following whoever I need to. Thank you, yes. <laughs> and I'll post it in the in the post, in, in, you know, for this um, episode too, in case anyone's interested. That sounds like a load of fun. Ooh, All right, anything else about Friend of Carlotta's Fic before we... It's fantastic and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it it is one of my it is one of my favorites for exactly the reasons that you said that it's it seems like a much bigger story than it is. Um and you just get the sense of the fact that you get the sense of time passing between them and just how how intimate they really are. But yeah. it's all in these tiny little like beautifully written snapshots. And it's 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 writing I'm jealous of, to be frank. It's so beautiful. Yes, it is beautiful writing. Yes, it is incredibly well done. Um, again, an author that we have featured before um, and that, that, that we love dearly. So um, not at all surprised that this fic pulled me in the way it did, because this is one that I read specifically for this podcast episode. It had been on my mark for later, and I was like, yes, I need a reason. <laughs> I need a reason to be able to dig into this right now, and this was the perfect <laughs> one for this episode. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was, was not surprised at all by how much I loved this. So. Yep. All right. Do we have other recommendations in this in this genre? Yes. There are a few. Excellent. Uh, do you want to start? or? Um, I can do. What should I start with? Ooh, yay. Well, I think I need to start with, as as this as the resident tentacle enthusiast, <laughs> I think I need to start with, uh, and I meant it to Sting's, Friends with Benefits with Tentacles. Um, it's right there in the name. Yeah, it's right there in the name. And it's, again, it's, it's a shorter story, um, but it's so well written and just entertainingly written. Um, sometimes nice. with... It is so cute. Yeah, it's, it's, it's adorable. It is adorable. And it's... It's it's sometimes hard to kind of sell like a fic, but people are like, oh no, I don't think I'd be into the tentacle thing. You're like, no, but it's so cute. Like, trust me, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's also very well written in the way that um, any time you have any character in a story with kind of non-human biology in any way, it can sometimes be difficult to picture how they're moving or keep track of what's going on in a scene, especially if you're having like something like like sexy times with tentacles you're like okay where are they going like what what's happening here um and this is so well done in this that it's it's so easy to keep track of and and it's sweet and it's funny and it's like um we've we've spoken about this one before and i think i said at the time that it's like tentacle gateway like gateway fic kind of (laughs) because i do think a lot of people who really aren't even into that would still love this fic for just how adorable and sweet and destiel it is so yes explicit friends with benefits with tentacles go check it out it's adorable (laughs) oh and there is a podfic i think so there is a podfic for this by nerdy nerdmster um all right i have to we can't let this um trope go by without mentioning once again the dean winchester beat sheet by salty feathers um we've we talked about this before um but uh, it's a longer one. It's like 145,000 words. Um, so it'd been a while since I reread it, but I did just reread it so I can talk about it in more detail this time. And shout out to Alice Purple Squid for reminding me all the time that this fic exists and that it's great. Um, 
because she's the number one fan of this fic. Um, so this is Friends with Benefits, but in the way that um, Dean, so this is college age, um, the characters are in college and Dean is not gay. He is having a, a, a freak out <laughs> because he finds himself attracted to Cass and he doesn't understand why he, he can't be gay. And um, he, but they do sort of gradually get into this relationship. So he, like Cass knows they're in a relationship and he knows that he's attracted to, to Dean, but Dean just flat out denies everything for quite a long time in this fic. But it's not just um, that kind of miscommunication that goes on. There is more to this story. And as you get further on, you start seeing like there's something going on. There's something strange happening. And by the time you get to the end, you're like really invested in <laughs> what's happening in this story. It's great. Uh, I only intent opened it like yesterday or the day before, intending to just skim through to remind myself of what it was about. And I got sucked right in and I could not stop until I got to the end again. So um, all of Salty Feather's work is like this, very engaging. And um, and it's hilarious too in, in a lot of it. It's very funny. Um, yeah, just a great read. I mean, Dean does treat Cass pretty badly at points in this because he is like denying that they are in any kind of relationship and doesn't want it to get out in the public. So he's <laughs> flat out like being mean to Cass all the time, which can get a little bit, you know, difficult to read in, in, at points. But... Um, you know, it does have a happy ending. Everything's kind of resolved at the end. And so um, it is resolved. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend that one. And that's quite a long one as well, isn't it? It's like a... Yeah, 145,000. But it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's that long. Like it, once you get into it and you're reading it and you're like, oh, my God, I've already read like, you know, 12 out of 18 chapters or whatever it is. Like it's, I feel like good fix you know, never you get, do. You get like you're just, <laughs> good fix never feel the lengths that they actually are. Yeah. Oh, one thing I will mention about Dean, the Dean Winchester beat sheet before I finish up with that one is that um, if you don't like reading, uh, well, it's got some, some het scenes in it because Dean is a, like a, a serial like sleeper with, other, with random women. <laughs> so he did, there are quite a few scenes where he does sleep with other women. Um, not all of them are explicit, but uh, some are. So if that bothers you, you know, maybe it's not for you, but... He does have a, quite a lot of great scenes with Cass as well, so don't worry about that. <laughs> great fit, though. Give it a go. <laughs> All right. Um, Tia, have you got one to you'd like to recommend? Yes. So uh, this was actually, I was like, I know Dothraki Shield Maiden has written one, and I just, for the life of me, couldn't find it. Um, but it's uh, One Million Fires Burning, um, which is a, which is a, I guess it's a colleagues with benefits situation. Um, I, they, they don't start out as friends, let's put it that way. Um, but then they, they end up friends and then they end up friends with benefits and then that goes exactly where you would expect it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's essentially that they're, they're, both, um, they're both teachers um, at the same school and Dean is assigned to co-coach the trivia team um, with Cass, who is someone that he is not entirely fond of. Mm. So I suppose it could be an enemies to friends to friends with benefits to lovers situation. Wow. 
I love Dothraki Shield Maiden's writing a lot, but I haven't read that one. Oh, me too. <laughs> it is it is long. I think it's around it's two hundred and fifty k. Oh wow! So it is definitely a it is it is a it is a deep deep dive, but it is worth it. Yeah. Okay, I will be reading that one. I think. <laughs> Um, I do have another quick recommendation, one that's a bit of a classic, and I think a lot of people have probably already read, um, and that is Riptides by Sharkfish. Uh, yeah. So, oh, so um, good. Very much a friends with benefits, like fuck buddies uh, fic. Um, Sharkfish's writing has like a very distinguishable quality to it, like you know when you're reading one of their fics, <laughs> like you just do. Oh yes. god. Um, yes. <laughs> and this is a really good example of a fic of theirs. It's it's a longer one. It's 138,000 words, so you can really kind of get into this one. Um there is a lot of BDSM in this one. It's a very kind of like gentle dom cast fic. Um there's there are some kind of mental health issues dealt with in it. Um bipolar disorder, some stuff like that. Um a lot of recreational drug use, I will say. Um but it's just so I don't know, just warm and wonderful in places. <laughs> like it is the sappiest um, kinky fic I have ever read. <laughs> like it is so kinky. Yeah, it, there are definitely kinks there I never thought I would enjoy, and yet it is so beautifully, gently, sweetly done. I'm like, no, yes, absolutely, give me more yes, of this. Just keep going. I'm happy. <laughs> like yeah, incredibly sappy. Um, but yeah, there is a lot going on. Like it's wall to wall kink in this fic, um, but just also just so fluffy and lovely, and they they just so clearly love each other. <laughs> so yeah, wonderful friends with benefits fish, uh, friends with benefits fic by Shark Fish. There we go. I can talk. I promise. <laughs> friends with fish benefits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think which of these are. are other ones on the list I've read. I've read Playing With Fire by Annie, Annie Ray and Queer Werewolf. Oh, yeah, um, and I, it's been a while. I, it's a long, it's another long one. And I'm pretty sure it's like another one of our um, BDSM arrangements where, you know, they have a really hot time together <laughs> and then catch feelings. Uh, definitely a really good figure. Everything that those two write, I love. So, um, Yes, which, which they are aware of. I've been fangirling over them for years. So, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really really good. It's one of those where the, the whole story will just pull you in, and, and you're kind of rooting for every character, but also just yelling at them to get their shit together. Um, yeah. So, yeah. absolutely love that one. And I think I could be wrong. I think there's a sequel to that fic as well. Oh yeah, haven't they just recently published that? I think so. Let me look that up before I go on record saying that there is. Yes, there it is. is yeah, Yay. I believe there's a there are, there are four stories in the series apparently. <laughs> okay. Yes, I was right. So I don't there think is I knew more. That. So once you have <laughs> dealt into 116,000 words of uh, Demon Cass in this particular universe, there is plenty more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I say that. Um... It just got published. It was like at the beginning of 2021. So what is time? Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no longer exists. Oh, that's such a mood, though. 
I think I might be thinking of their um. Have, didn't they publish like a in the mirror darkly sequel earlier this year? Or? Yes, or they were <laughs> just okay. about it. I don't know. Well, I have one that I will quickly recommend, which is not BDSM. Uh, though it does get does get a little rough in parts, but it's not it's not BDSM. Um, there are some some undertones. I believe we will we will phrase it as. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, Caged Flowers by Wingless. So this is a Russian mafia mob boss cast type thing, which I'm I can oh yeah I know, know that one too definitely really enjoy sometimes. Um, but yeah, this one's really good. I really enjoyed this. It was written in a way that was just really engaging. It was one of those fits where I started reading it and just kind of binged it and read the whole thing, even though it was forty eight thousand words. Yeah. So really enjoyed it. Engagingly written. Um, I will say there is a, a, a bit of an age difference between them in this fit because I know that's uh, a big kind of flag for some people so I will say that that, that does exist in this fic um, otherwise there is a there's a lot of smut in this it's very hot <laughs> yeah and also early on in this one it's like a, it's almost dubious consent like he um, yeah. it is told from both points of view but um, you know Dean is on board with it but um, I think maybe each of them isn't sure that the other one is, but they just go along with it. So, you know, it's that kind of dubcon kind of element, but they are, they are both into it, <laughs> um, even if they don't explicitly say. It turns out to be surprisingly sweet. It, um, there's, um, I would say there's a lot of, like with any, any prison story, obviously, like don't read it if you're upset reading about anything about people being incarcerated and the reasons why they might be there and that kind of stuff um, yeah. this is very much a an entire prison AU but I, I felt that like the further you got through it like the sappier it got <laughs> like, yes yeah <laughs> so so you know don't let that put you off unless it's something that's like a hard no for you in which case obviously do not read this one look after yourself um but generally, like, by the time you got to the end, you almost kind of forget that, like, oh, they're criminals. Who cares? They, they love each other. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Cass starts out being this, like, really scary kind of Russian hard man where he doesn't want to give anything away. And then by the end, he's, like, you know, cuddling Dean. And <laughs> it's just it's really sweet, sweet in the end. So it's, it's canon, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. I had not read this one, so I'm looking forward to it. It is now on my mark for later. Yeah, it's it's a fun story. Like that, that's my my main takeaway. It was just, it was just a really fun read. Any others that we want to mention? Um, yes, I do have another one that is also a very fun read because it's a rock band AU. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, so this is mixtape for my teenage crush by Follow Your Energy. Um. And this is like a kind of like secret crush to friends with benefits to eventually they get the crap together uh, kind of story where they are both uh, rock stars. Um, and there's definitely, you know, some yep. some parts of the plot that are, that are brought up specifically because they are rock stars and they are you know writing songs and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so the... the, the entire premise is that Cass had a crush so bad that he had to write a song about it and name his entire band after it. <laughs> um, 
so yeah so he's already in pretty deep right at the start yeah like right from the beginning like he was he was right he was right in there (laughs) um poor Cass (laughs) it's such a trial to know how you feel Yeah, I don't know how much to say about the rest of this one because there's definitely some some stuff that comes up. There is a there is a plot going on here. It's not just um, Dean and Cass and their never ending crust on each other. Um, there's definitely some 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 stuff here, like some angst that happens, but it does have a happy ending. Um, it's also quite funny in parts um, and very very fluffy. Um, but there's definitely definitely some angst to get through with this one. But if you like something a bit fun and fresh and that does end up, despite being a Friends with Benefits fic, it's kind of quite a slow burn to get to where you want to get to with this one. Um, I think there are some flashbacks to high school, if I remember correctly. If anyone wants to correct me on that, that's fine. It's been a little while since I read this one. Um, but yeah, who who doesn't like reading like a completely fun AU sometimes? And like a rock star AU is always going to get me as a as a fun one. Um, yes. And yeah, you kind of want to yell at them sometimes, especially as it's like a alternating POV fix, so you kind of know what each of them is thinking at both times. And so it's <laughs> just yeah. like, hey, this is where I want to bang your heads together. You know, I just realized the satin sawdust count as friends to, friends with oh, benefits. Oh yeah, I guess it would probably yeah and we've actually covered that one on the podcast as well oh i'm sure so um, (laughs) how could one not yeah so i think we actually had her on to talk about that one with us so yeah we should definitely mention that one and we can that was a long time ago link people i know do you realize we've been doing this for over two years yep Yep, i know (laughs) (laughs) i love that fig so much oh it's like the og um you know, panty kink figure. <laughs> Handyman who wears panties. Yes. And is complete. I, I, oh, and is so completely unashamed of it and like loves everything that he loves. And yeah, I, I love Dean in that, in this story so much because he's just, he's so self aware and he's so, I mean, in a lot of ways, he's very different from the canon version of Dean, but you can see how Dean could have been this, like, beautiful creature. Um, and poor Cass is a disaster. <laughs> I guess one of them has to be. <laughs> yeah. But once again, the complete lack of appropriate communication, where one of them definitely thinks, definitely thinks and is emotionally getting a lot more out of the relationship than the other one thinks they're getting. Uh, so yes once again the once again the lack of communication and the idiots to lovers and yet somehow they still completely deserve each other (laughs) it's i mean it's such a it's such a classic that i think it it some of its tones flavor many of the other dean panty kink stories in the fandom that you think of it you're like was that from Satin and Sawdust, or was it from something else, or did that get it from Satin? You, it, it's so hard to tell. It's just so iconic. Yes. Well, you can find links to all of those fics that we've talked about on our website, um, mixtapebookclub.com. And if you have any Friends with Benefits fics that you'd like to recommend to us that we haven't mentioned, um, we can add them to the list as well. You can get in touch with us. Um, on socials under Mixtape Book Club, including Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, all those good places. 
we haven't yet made like a, a threads or any of the new newish things. Sorry, I can't I can't call it Twitter anymore. It's not called that anymore. Yes, it's it's not Twitter <laughs> now. The app formerly known I, as Twitter. <laughs> I refuse to call it X. That's just it's so anyway. dumb. <laughs> it's, it's I don't I don't even know how to describe it. Um, anyway, you can also email us um, contact at mixtapebookclub.com um, or you can chat to us on the Profound Bond Discord server or you can join our coffee linked Discord server um, and you can get into that by going to coffee.com slash mixtapebookclub if you'd like to support us. And thank you to all those people who do. We really appreciate it. Um, what are we going to say about the next episode? We don't know what it is yet because we're going to be together. <laughs> yes, exciting. Um, so I guess we will just do a little reminder that we will be um, at the upcoming convention in Charlotte. Um, I, it's escaping me, the date of the convention. 18th to the 20th of August. 18th to the 20th of August. There we go. Thank you. Um, but yes, please do say hello. Um keep an eye on our social media for any little fun things that we may be doing while we're there and we will be back to back to normal um for a normal episode a couple of weeks after that i imagine yeah um thank you so much tia for coming to talk to us today it's been lovely to thank you for having me this was this was such an honor to meet you too <laughs> oh the honor is ours thank yes, you thank you so much for coming to talk to us and for letting me embarrass myself vocally for once instead of just with a keyboard <laughs> you have absolutely made made my month <laughs> have you got any um fix that are coming up soon that you want to give a shout out to or what are you uh, working on no i will let um i am i have a fic posting next week Ooh. for the for the death sale bang um Spoiler alert, it has tentacles. <laughs> it, it literally has tentacles, in fact. Um, Cass is an undersea creature. Um, oh. And oh, yes. yes. And then I have a um, I have a the smut bang or the, the bang bang posting oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, on um, on September eleventh, so in about a month I have that posting. Um, which is a billiards AU. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. Looking forward to all of these. <laughs> I love how fanfic can just be any old thing. Like, you know, any anything you can think of, <laughs> there's an AU of it, I'm sure. Yeah, like you say. It's we are so blessed in our fandom. It is, I, I have friends who belong to much smaller fandoms and they are quite jealous of just how lucky we are. Yeah, yeah none of my other ships Amazing. have even remotely the amount of content that we have, so... Well, 100,000 and, and counting. <laughs> yes. But there are other ships I have where I have to just write my own content <laughs> just for myself. Because I'm like, well, there's none out here. It's just me. <laughs> so very grateful yeah. for every single one of those, however many fix we're at these days, because we have posted a lot since we passed that milestone. All right. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk to you or see you um, soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. Mm-hmm.